0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Packet 8 Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Pack-A-Day podcast and the Blue Wire Network. 20 minutes a day, 365
2: days a year, this is the Pack-A-Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. The our pets' heads are falling off edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Oh, uh, we've got COVID, we've got every, like injury. Oh man, it's, it's it's all over the place. But the the, the crew is back together. I'm Steve Pratt. Join as always, Sarah Keller, Dusty easily Guys, what is going on? It's good to be back. Sarah, how you doing?
3: I'm all right. Uh, I've been super, super busy with work. I mean, it's just been crazy. Uh, long hours and long days, but hey, we're getting through it. Um, it's been fun to talk Packers in between all of it. And now I kind of just feel like I'm the one dog meme where everything's on fire and he takes a <laughs> drink of his cup of coffee and is like, this is fine. That's kind of me with everything right now, because... Work is crazy. Life is crazy. Now the Packers are crazy. And it's a short week. And even though it's a short week, so much has happened. So we'll get through it. We always do. Um, But I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking.
2: Dusty, can you describe how you're feeling in a a gift form?
4: (laughs) Uh, uh, Hysterical laughter. I guess like when you should not be laughing. Yeah, I, we've been talking about it a little bit, but yeah, the, with this day of work uh, has just been an absolute nightmare. Um, the, the past, past little has been leading up to this and this today's been just, just really, really busy and stressful and all of that. And so the, the, the hits kept coming on the Packer side. And it was one of those, like, I just, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, this is, this is just, it's, it's getting worse. It's getting weirder. You start thinking of everything that's happening. It's a short week. We've lost. Adams, that stinks. We've lost the Zard. Oh, that stinks. And so it it, it kept piling up. So yeah, just, it was kind of one of those, I'm in a a shockingly good mood. Uh, just, just because, uh, weird Packers news. I was like, what? (laughs) Could be worse. Could be worse, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Steve. Just some weird hysterical (laughs) laugh. I don't know. Uh, was it, uh, De Niro and Cape Fear was just laughing maniacally in the movie theater with a cigar? That's me.
2: I was thinking maybe uh, American Psycho with uh, Christian Bale laughing, too. That could be a good one
4: as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'd buy that one. Yeah. Another good work. one
3: would be Jack Nicholson where he's just nodding his head like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. tell me mm-hmm. more. I feel like that's totally a mood for you, Dusty, because you, you always just kind of go with the flow. And when things are crazy, you're just like, OK, OK, yeah. okay Ever, We just
4: we named like three unhinged <laughs> lunatics. So, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh yeah that's good um we're also forgetting joe barry as well it tested positive for covid and he will not be on the sidelines but uh so yeah i think if i was going to go gift form for myself kind of along the same lines as you guys but i was going to go um troy from community when he walks into the into the apartment building with pizzas in his hand Mm -hmm. and the whole apartment's on a fire that's kind of what i'm feeling right now you know a little bit of everything packers a little bit of you know work life and all that kind of stuff on fire so that's kind of where I was going with it, but hey, guys, Packers are six and one, and they just Whoa. beat the uh, Washington football team. So let's do a little a little recap. Sarah, we'll start with you just because you always do such an amazing job for Cheesehead TV writing the recap. So, you know, Thanks. a big a big takeaway from from the game. What was something that you liked?
3: I mean, I like the Packers won. Um, no, I'm kidding. I liked that Dusty and I talked about it a little bit on last week's episode. I liked that there were signs of life from Robert Tunyon. So we were talking about that a little bit, how it seemed like that connection, Rogers to Tunyon was so on last year, and this year they just haven't quite been able to click. Looked like they're kind of starting to finally get on the same page this past weekend against the Washington football team. So that was really exciting to see on the offensive side of things defensive side of things they finally freaking stopped somebody in the red zone so that was great and they didn't just do it once they did it four times in a row I couldn't believe it so that was super awesome I think the defense needs to play exactly like that on Thursday um, because man the Cardinals are good and they're gonna have to play their Absolute best, but it was exciting to see that. I liked how Rogers, you know, showed off the wheels again. That was fun. He seems like he's having a good time. And um, you know, it wasn't. I thought the Bears game the week prior was a bit more fun and flashy and exciting, just because of the rivalry. And that this past weekend was just a, some a nice clean win. Um, and the Packers really didn't walk away injured. That was another um, big takeaway. There had been a lot of injuries in some of the week priors, but. Seems like everybody's okay. I know after the fact, people tested positive for COVID, so that's not great. But people didn't get physically injured in the game, so that was that was nice, too.
4: Yeah, and for me, I mean, it was kind of one of those a little stressful early uh, just because you had the McLaurin touchdown, and it was, oh, my gosh, like, how is this going to go? Like, that was kind of what they couldn't do. You know, Heineke will sling it a little bit if he needs to, and if they could uh, kind of hit something downfield with all the injuries, like – that was not going to go well you knew the pass rush probably wasn't going to do a whole lot and then once it kind of settled in and the Packers were up you know 14-7 and then they had the sack fumble to start the second half I kind of just relaxed a little I got to just sit back and relax it was kind of one of those uh like w- once the Packers went up by two touchdowns I was like okay they're, they're not they're not gonna lose this so it was, it was a nice relaxing one there was stuff to like I think you know Gary had a really really good day um you know I, I'm not you know a, Doing anything shocking, putting that out, but I thought merciless did well in his time in there, and Kiki kind of continues to ascend, and I liked what they did with with their receiving game. I mean, that was been a big question for a while, has been. We, we answered a question last week, Sarah, and we've gotten a question. I feel like every single week is what are the Packers do without Devontae Adams? And the answer has always been like, well, he'll go to someone else. They have other weapons. If they're taking away Devontae Adams, they've had other things. And that's been two weeks in a row now. They've kind of gone different directions. So seeing, seeing Tunyon out there, even with the running game not going and Adams not doing much, they still found production. They went to Lazard almost exclusively on that drive to close the half. So I think offensively, defensively, it was, it was a good showing against, uh, You know, not a great opponent, but still that offensive line against that defensive line was no joke. And it held up long enough for them to operate. So it was a nice, nice, relaxing win.
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff to take away from the game. But uh, I think the biggest thing to take away from the game is that I won the prop bet. That's that's my big takeaway is that Oh uh,
3: I almost forgot to put that in my game recap. What a small oh. man.
2: What a small small man. <laughs> uh, that's what you have to say when you are sitting at the bottom of the cellar at 1 in 6 after this week, Dusty. <laughs> 1 in 6. You yeah. are the like I don't even know like I'd have to look up. You're like the you're like the Detroit Lions. No, That's
3: he's it. better yeah, than the Detroit I'm better Lions. Than the Lions. He's better, better than, than the Lions.
2: So. I know. I just don't know who's one in six right now because it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had other things going on. I couldn't like I didn't Google who was one in six right now. But uh, after this week, we had the prop bet of. Aaron Rodgers. The, Texans. the Aaron. Texans are one and six. Ooh. Would
4: you rather be the Texans or the Lions? I think I'd the rather Lions. be the Lions. I'd rather be the Lions. All right. Yeah. The
3: Dolphins are also one and six. At
4: this point, I'd rather be the Lions than a lot of teams. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of what they got going on up there. There you go. Well, wow. so, so take the, a win away from me is what I'm saying. Give me 0 and seven. <laughs>
2: <Stephen>. <laughs> <laughs> well, our prop bet for the week was Aaron Rodgers passing yards, and it was set at 275.5 yards and uh there was a stat correction and i believe we we ended up at 274 is that correct that's correct all right pain
3: pain
2: dusty and sarah both taking the over and i wisely took the under Um, oh
3: wisely oh my gosh you're so smart steve
2: Hey, who's the one in charge? Who's the one winning right now? I am five and two. You are three and four, and Dusty is one and 6 So, and seven, Steve. I'm one and seven. You're taking it away from yourself. Okay. So some news and notes going on. Clearly, we have one or two things to talk about. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but uh, COVID has kind of uh, hit the Packers wide receiver room and has hit their defensive coaching room. So we have... Devontae Adams testing positive, so he will be out for the game. Alan Lazard is unvaccinated and deemed close contact, so he will also be out for the game. And Joe Barry also testing positive, so he will not be able to be on the sidelines calling plays. So, um, also, (laughs) Malik Taylor is coming back from the COVID list. So, like, all sorts of Packers news uh, with COVID. And the Packers still we'll have two open roster spots. So most likely uh, tomorrow while you guys are listening to this or Thursday during the day, there'll be a couple of moves either from practice squad or whatever. But Dusty, man, how are you feeling about all these moving parts and
4: what's going to be happening for this game? Bad and also great. (laughs) <laughs> I feel terrible because you're missing. Like I said, I mean Joe Barry. I think was the first domino to fall, and the defenses look so good that, like, ah, crap, Joe Barry. Well, they got Jerry Gray, and we're going to talk about that in a second. So I don't love that. And then it was Devontae Adams. Crap, Devontae Adams, man, that sucks, man. He's good. All right, well, Alan Lazard's been coming on a little bit. Okay, Alan Lazard is gone. It reminded me of it's in Frozen when Olaf's doing his big recap, and he's like, at least we have our parents. Our parents are. Dead. It was like that. At least we have Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is on the COVID list. Like it, which it it hit immediately as soon as I was like, we got Alan Lazard. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously missing that many pieces, man, it sucks. It's not great, but at the same time, like I, you know, the guys they have, I, I wish they weren't going against the Cardinals on a short week. That stinks, but I mean, I like uh, Deguara. They've been using a little bit more, and he's not been getting much run as a receiver. He's been doing you know, some decent stuff near the line uh, in terms of blocking stuff. Like they've been using him enough to kind of set up tendency stuff there. Uh, we know what we know what Aaron Jones can do. AJ Dillon had a rough week, but he'd been you know catching the ball pretty well before that. EQ had the jet sweep, and they took a shot to him down the sideline, which you know was broken up, kind of out of bounds there. Uh, but I mean, they the Tunyon Tunyon got got some touches. So we, we've seen Rogers without. Adams before now we've not seen them with, with Lazard out too. That sucks, but we've seen a version of this team before and we know what they can do. I think, you know, there's so many injuries, the offensive line again, that sucks, but it's, it's one of those, I, I don't know that I feel great about this game, but at least feel like the Packers are in good hands with the floor and the pieces they have. Like, they're still, they're not going to panic. They're still going to come up with a decent plan. And I mean, I think we're going to see things that maybe we weren't expecting seeing. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a wild ride, maybe a, not quite a Lions versus Rams kitchen sink game, but I think they're going to throw some stuff out. I think maybe it's one of those games where I hope MVS is out there because I feel like the narrative leading up to this and like a day is all going to be pound the run, pound the run, pound the run and that first play is going to be a shot. Like I feel like they're just they're going to be aggressive early trying to push the ball a little bit downfield just open up that running game. So I don't feel great about it but at the same time like I think it's going to be interesting. I think they've got the pieces to at least put together a competent game plan that can threaten a defense Um, and I'm just interested to see given this state, given the guys they have because there are some young pieces there uh, kind of what that looks like and I am I'm, I'm, I say I'm excited to see it, and we'll see five minutes into the game whether that holds, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it.
3: Yeah, this sucks. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer, but it sucks. Um, do I think the Packers can work through it? Yeah. Um, but I was so annoyed on Monday when I, I saw the, the Devontae Adams news and immediately – everybody tries to spin it into like a positive. No, this is bad. Devonte yeah. Adams has COVID and he's not going to play. It sucks, but you can't dwell on it and you have to move on. So th- that's kind of how I see it. I-, I think it really stinks, especially since this is such a big game for the Packers to lose somebody like Devante, but Hey, let's move on. Then Lazard deemed a close contact and you're just like, Oh, the other shoe dropped. Here we go. Um, but I think the Packers will be okay. I'm not sure if they're going to win, and I know people will be mad that I'm saying that, but it's really hard to win when you don't have some of your best players and that when your defensive coordinator isn't there – to help coach a defense that has struggled at times against arguably one of the best offenses in the league, so this obviously was already going to be a hard game for the Packers, and now it's even harder with some of these um, road. I don't. I don't want to call it a roadblock, but I guess you, they're facing a little bit of adversity. But I think they're going to get through it, no matter if they win or lose. Those guys are going to be back. You know, it's better than one of them getting seriously, seriously injured and being out for weeks and weeks. You know, they will come back. They will get better. And if the Packers are able to to win somehow and pull this off and some of their younger guys are, are able to step up, that's huge. And that's really going to be a defining moment for them as they continue um, throughout the rest of the season. So we'll see what happens. I think it stinks, but... I'm obviously not any less excited than I was before. If not, I'm more excited because I'm just like, what the hell is going to happen? Who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy? Um, you know, you immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay, Devonte Adams isn't there. Lazard has looked good the last two weeks, so Lazard will probably step up, and he has stepped up. Um, I think you know, in the Philly game a couple years ago, that was kind of his coming out game, and he's stepped up in some of those bigger moments. Well, now he's gone. So who who's the next man up? You know, Dusty talked a little bit about it with MBS. If he's able to play, then I think it'll probably be MBS. but we'll see it. It, it kind of. In a weird way, this sounds weird, feels like preseason where I'm just like, "Alrighty, let's do it. Like, let's see who goes out there and makes it impact. That's kind of how I feel, at least on the offensive side of things for the Packers.
1: Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Recently, I was just able to pick up tickets to Packers, Vikings, in Minnesota. going to be heading west for that game, attending my first game in the new Vikings stadium. Cannot wait for that. Let me tell you, it was so incredibly easy to use TickPick. No awful service fees. I cannot recommend it enough. And the easiest way to do so is by going to TickPick.com slash Packaday today to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets or any other tickets that you want to purchase.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: And uh, as Dusty referred to, uh, one of the things that will be very fascinating to see is uh, with Joe Barry being gone, it sounds like we've got a tweet. I got a tweet from, right here from Matt Nightman saying that uh, Jerry Gray will relay the calls to the inside linebacker coach, Kirk Ola, uh, Oliva Doty, and then he will relay them to Devondre Campbell on the field. So... Already, I think all of us don't feel great about that situation. That's weird. I don't know why they can't figure out a way to just get the calls from the defensive coordinator or, you know, or from, from Barry right to Devondre Campbell. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, but um, I think – I've seen I've seen Sarah what you you've been talking about where you treat this as a preseason game I've seen I think it was Andy Herman who had talked about where you treat this as just like a bye week and you keep guys healthy and you see if you get a win that that uh, potentially that that's um, that that's a good thing like a, that you know you're playing with house money and I'm gonna call some BS on that because the whole situation that you ever have with a football team is next man up. Like there was no way that the Packers were going to beat the lions with Matt Flynn, at quarterback. And yet he shows up and throws what, like 700 touchdowns against them every single time that you. it feels like, you know, and again, now go back to Matt Flynn, going up against the Patriots in, in new England. And when Rodgers had that concussion, nobody thought they were going to win. They They gave them no chance. And that's exactly what it feels like right now. And, you got Aaron Rodgers. You have Aaron Jones. You have AJ Dillon. You have Randall Cobb. You have Amari Rodgers, You have Tunyon. You have you have plenty of options. So I don't like the fact that people are just making excuses for the team. And I feel like if if Matt Lafleur is the coach that he is, and he can run an offense like he can and create separation, and make make people available, um, this defense is a good defense, and they they absolutely can stop this team. So. I really expect a, a much tougher game than people are saying, and I really think that it's going to be a fun game to watch on uh, on Thursday night. So that's kind of where I'm standing. Sarah, we, uh, we're we going to defer to you. It is Tuesday. You were able to watch the Pat McAfee show. Were there any uh, bombs dropped, or what were some good quotes from uh, from QB1 for you?
3: Yeah, so another great Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Uh, right out the gate, they talked a little bit about how Rodgers said he had Back tightness um, And he said he's not Going to blame it on the hotel bed But he basically blamed it On the hotel bed so and then he went on A little rant about how he thinks it's stupid That they have to stay in a hotel the night Before but he said he was happy With how the team played on Sunday um, He thought he The punt, uh, Packers punter put on for The brand as Pat McAfee likes To say and that the defense Played really fantastic Um Something that I thought was interesting um, was a quote, and I tweeted this earlier. He said, you know, I got my best friend in the league back to go to work with every day, talking about Randall Cobb. I got the funniest dude in the world to drive down to practice with every day in David Bakhtiari. And I got a great coaching staff that I love, and I'm still in Green Bay having the time of my life. So... (laughs) Do what you want with that information, folks. But sounds like Aaron Rodgers is pretty happy he's in Green Bay right now. Um, They talked a little bit about Thursday. And, of course, this was before the Devon or excuse me, the Alan Lazard news broke at this point when Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show. We only knew about Barry and Devontae Adams. And so he said, "I you know I saw a crazy stat that we're six to zero without him the last few years, but I don't know how that's possible." He said, "You know we're a better team when we have Devonte, um, but that he's not worried." He said, "Young guys will have to step up, um, and that he's confident that they will." He also talked a lot about Kyler Murray and just how highly he thinks of him and the things that he's doing in the league. And I thought. Um that was interesting and then he said he's also hoping that he can squeeze in another double digit double digit run uh this week you know two weeks in a row now he's um rushed for pretty decent yardage for an old man quarterback like he is so he's been excited about that um and basically he just seems happy uh Rodgers is happy that the Packers are 6 and 1 AJ, AJ Hawk was messing with him a little bit about Randall Cobb. And he said, I think Randall's just happy to be on a team that's six and one. So I thought <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, it was, it was a little bit shorter um, this past Tuesday, just because it was a short week. He was actually at the facility, you know, usually he's at his house, but their schedule is a bit different. Um, and if you're following along with the Aaron Rogers book club, book number eight is the power of now, which is another guide to spiritual enlightenment. So there you see there is a reoccurring theme with a lot of these books. Um, and that's pretty much it. It was a short one, but a good one.
2: All right, well, let's just, let's, uh, let's just do a quick transition because we're going to start talking, you know, it's a short week, so uh, we need to start talking about the Cardinals game. And biggest thing that uh, popped up right away today was that DeAndre Hopkins is on the injury report for the second day in a row with a hamstring. Dusty, I'll start with you. Do you believe that this is something that needs to be talked about more because it kind of it, I don't know it like it seems like it's just not being reported that much or not talked about that much or not made this big deal where they just
4: we all assume that DeAndre Hopkins is just going to play is this what do you yeah. think I mean, my my pipeline in the, the, the Packers sphere of fans is about the same as everyone else at this point. We're all in our houses, and I live in Kentucky, so it's Twitter. And it was on fire today about Packers stuff. And so, like, is it underreported or is it just like our own house is on fire? Who cares about theirs kind of thing? I mean, <laughs> to me, and I don't know the severity of it. I have no information on it, but. To me, if a wide receiver doesn't practice on an injured hamstring, and I mean, it, and if it's veteran's rest, they say it's veteran's rest. This was did not practice hamstring. If a, if a wide receiver does not practice due to a hamstring, that feels like an issue, and especially on a short week, that feels like an issue. So, again, I have no information. I have zero idea. But uh, if you know, if some people are saying it's not serious, I don't think it's serious. Fine, I'll buy that. I've not seen any news either way. But I think if on a limited week and a short week. That if he's not practicing with the hamstring, that's at least something to monitor. Uh, and know, if he's not there, I mean, they still have weapons. Uh, you know, as long as Kyler is there, I feel like they'll be fine. But they have they have receiving weapons outside of him. He's obviously the big draw. He's the dude that kind of makes everything go. Uh, but it 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 feels like an issue. It it does feel like an issue that it's a hamstring injury on a receiver that's not practice. So I think something to monitor, if nothing
2: else. Sarah, I mean, let's let's just jump in with you because we're. As always, what we do is Packers offense versus the opponents defense this week and short week going up against the Cardinals who are seven and oh and have a, a, a pretty good defense. But what's the one thing that catches your eye? What are you looking for? What do you think that the Packers might be able to attack or, you know, what's the one thing you're looking for?
3: Yeah, so the, the Cardinals, they're a great team all around. And on defense, their pass rush has particularly been really special this year, and um, they've caused, caused 10 turnovers you know, just from pressures alone this season. So when I see that, I think, okay, Rodgers has to get rid of the ball and get rid of the ball quickly, um, and he's going to be under a lot of pressure. and. Um, I think this week it's Mari Rogers' music. You know, he somebody's going to have to step up. Randall Cobb is obviously going to need to step up with Devonte Adams and Alan Lazard out, and I think his role might be a little bit different than what we're used to seeing. And now this is a time for Mari Rogers to step into that true slot receiver role, and. If I'm not sure, you know, if you're listening, you might have seen it or not, but it looks like they're kind of leaning towards that way as well. Uh Cobb mentioned in his presser on Tuesday that he had a talk with Amari Rogers about, you know, stepping up in big moments like this and what that means. So it's definitely um his time to shine, and that's what I'll be looking for. I think Rogers and Rogers are gonna connect a lot, um, and because they'll have to do get rid of the ball quickly.
2: I think I'm going to be uh, – honestly, I think the bigger thing for me, I'm going to be watching the Cardinals defense because from what uh, I've read, what I understand, that their Cardinals defense, uh, rushing defense, is not the greatest in the world. And, you know, uh, I believe when they played the Rams that Daryl Henderson was averaging over six yards a carry against them. And let's say they have Devontae Adams, and that could have been the way to go was start with the run game. And then move into the pass game. So that's something I would have watched. But now that Devonte is out, I'm going to be very fascinated to see how this Cardinals defense is going to try to attack the Packers offense. So a little bit backwards as to what normally I look for, but I want to see what they're going to do. And talked a little with Dusty beforehand to kind of confirm things because that's what I like to do, and and try to assume that like you know the the random things I am able to figure out I'm like, is this right? Does this make sense to you? And he and when he confirms it, I'm like, okay, cool. I feel actually smart now. So, you know, he and he said, safety depth. That is something you're gonna want to watch. So you take a look and see if they're creeping up, if they have one safety back and you know they've they've got an extra guy in the box, like trying to test the Packers and test Aaron Rodgers, man, if that's what you're gonna do, I like the Packers chances. But it's something I'm going to continue continually watch this whole game and and see what they what they're going to do. So uh, for me, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Dusty, break some stuff down for us.
4: I'm I'm going to be looking at how they use Tunyon. I mean, you know, we talked about it a little bit. He had uh, he had a nice game this past week. Finally, had a bit of a breakout. Had his had a touchdown. I think you know, sixty yards, uh, whatever it was. But kind of looked at they looked at him a few times in and, and previous games. You know, missed on them, but certainly not the volume they had been. And so this felt like. Trying to get them going. And so I'm curious, you know, I assume that's going to continue, but how do they do that? I mean, a lot of them made of the Packers use of their, their spread formation. A lot of teams around the league are using more spread looks. And then what they're doing is they're kind of chipping on the edge and especially with, 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 so with different guys and especially with, uh, the Packers offensive line, they're doing that a little more. And so what they do is they've got, you know, five wide in the backfield, Rogers on a shotgun. Then you align a couple guys kind of closer into the line, not in line, but a couple yards out, but not quite in the slot. And then you chip that guy. You give him a bump off the edge, and then you release. And usually those guys go into a flat control. And so you're not, you're not attacking down the field. Usually it's a late check down option if it is an even option. Uh, and a lot of times that's been that's been Tunyon. He's been kind of the guy chipping on the edge and uh, and kind of running in the flat. So I'm kind of curious, you know, what they what they do, the bodies they have, what are they gonna kind of due to spring Tunyon who who are they going to throw out there you know uh, this past week I actually saw Aaron Jones doing some of that kind of chipping on the edge but uh is Daphne going to be healthy I know he was on the IR I can't remember if they brought him back uh you know uh, DeGuara someone like Tyler Davis perhaps uh just a body to throw out there um you know Mercedes Lewis, obviously, but it just feels like like the, they're going to need Tunyon to do something in this game with both Adams and Lazard out. He is kind of the one of the receiving threats. He can be a mismatch, and they need to find a way to kind of get him out a little bit more from some of that chip stuff. How to get him attacking a little bit more vertically? Not to say he's only been attacking. The flats, because that's not true, but I feel like they're going to maybe see him see him lined up wide a little bit more than we had been. So just kind of who takes over the responsibilities that he had been doing in order to kind of get him a little more opportunities down the field in this game. That's kind of kind of what I'll be looking for.
2: So we need a prop bet for this week and I will give Dusty all the credit in the world because we actually started recording this episode not knowing what our prop bet would be. And we completely like as soon as we started talking about the prop bet from the Washington football team, all of a sudden I was like, "Oh no, we don't have anything." So, Dusty had come up with something, and it was it's perfect. I love it. It's great. So, what we're going to do is the three of us are going to pick who we believe from the Packers squad will have the most receiving yards for the game. Can be a a running back tight end wide receiver whatever you think is going to happen but uh you get to pick one person you believe will have the most receiving yards for the game so uh Dusty, we're gonna start uh you are the uh, the detroit
4: lions we're gonna start with you mm-hmm. that seems like the good place to start um <laughs> i so i there's a, a bunch of different ways i could go with this i could talk myself into um and the problem was I was going to start fading myself, which I kind of started to do. But this is a wide open question. So how do I fade myself when there's potentially four other options? That's so it's a little, little tricky this week. Um, I'm going to go with the guy I was just talking about. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tunyon. I think uh, the other guy I was kind of thinking was Jones. My dark horse was EQ. Um, I think if MVS was healthy, he'd be my pick. We don't know. We don't know if he's playing. So I'm going Tunyon because I do feel like that this, they're going to look for ways. To get him open, I think they're gonna again a little bit more on the outside, attack the middle a little bit more. I think I think he's gonna be not necessarily the focal point, but the guy that they're gonna use to kind of attack downfield a little bit more. I think Jones is gonna get his touches, but Tunyon's gonna be the guy they're gonna look for a little bit more. So I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go Tunyon, and then uh, you guys are not going to pick Tunyon because I just picked him, and then uh, both of you guys, even if you pick different people, are somehow going to win this week. Right. <laughs> but that's my guy.
2: We just, we just want you biting kneecaps, buddy.
4: That's all we want. That's all I know, baby. That's all I know.
3: <laughs> I am going to take a gamble, and I'm going to take MVS. And I know it's iffy like it. because if he doesn't play, obviously he can't be the receiver with the most yards. But if he does play, I think he only needs to catch one or two passes, and he'll probably be the number one guy just because he is the Packers' deep threat, I think probably you know Mari Rodgers Cobb they might have you know 30 40 yards here and there but if MVS catches two passes and you know if he plays and he catches two passes it's like 80 yards for him right there um and he'll quickly jump to the top so it's a risk i know and by the time you're listening to this tomorrow i could already be done but i'm going to go ahead and take the risk because why not how
2: that i mean Go big or go home. That's not a, like, I I like it. And, again, if that happens, nobody on this podcast will be upset. So, but I think I'm going to, we'll all have different answers, and I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. I think this is going to be an A.J. Dillon rush game, and I think this is going to be an Aaron Jones passing game. Like, I think it's going to be reminiscent of the Kansas City game and uh, the last Kansas City game when, you know, Screen passes, list it like put him out as a wide receiver, like all that kind of stuff, and they're gonna they're gonna target him. Like Matt Lafleur is gonna make sure that Aaron Jones is the guy that beats them, and I think that is gonna be uh, the way it goes. So I think he's gonna lead the the team in receiving yards, and uh, it's gonna be. I know I'm going out on an edge, but I think the Packers are gonna win this game. I don't know if anybody else does on this on this team with me, but uh, I feel sure, like.
4: Sure. Oh, that. I, I honestly haven't thought about it either way I honestly I've not thought about okay. the outcome of this game once I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they won it would not surprise me the least if they went in there with a killer game plan and just Rogers just out the gate balls out of his hand in less than two seconds and they just destroy them and the, the AJ Dillon's pounding just the middle of the line and they kill him I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me a bit but I've given zero thought to the outcome of this game okay well I was just curious I didn't know uh, but let's
2: uh, let's jump into our our questions from Twitter. So first one, Cole Pope. Since the Packers have no wide receivers playing, who has a breakout game, Amari Rogers or Josiah DeGuara? So we actually had a few questions along this line. So Dusty, it um, felt like more of a you question than a Sarah and I question. So who's your breakout uh, your breakout special for this game?
4: Man, I love both of them. Um, I I think if if I'm picking between those guys, I think it's going to I think it'd be Amari Rodgers just because, again, how they're using Deguara and given the state of the offensive line and all of that. He's been a lot of kind of motion and some of the kind of blocking ceiling edge type of stuff when he's gotten opportunities. I mean, even his routes, if you just even look at his routes, it's a lot of it's just releasing to the flat. It's checked on options. I think he has one catch, maybe two catches this year. Uh, but he's just he's, he's not stretching downfield just because they're not using him that way. I think he can eventually, but that's just not where he is. Whereas Amari Rogers has been, when they sent him on jet motions, they're sending him on wheel, on wheel routes. They've done that. They've not hit him yet, but like three or four times this year. Jet motion, go to a wheel. Jet motion, go to a wheel. It's kind of post-wheel look. And so, I mean, I think uh, Deguara, you know, if he gets two targets, that's a big day at this point, just based on how they're using him. But Amari Rodgers could legit get some passes. Now, I don't think either of those guys is breaking out. I, I kind of joked about it that, you know, it's Amari Rodgers breakout game. But it would it would shock me a lot if Deguara broke out in this game. It wouldn't shock me a bit if if Amari Rodgers did. I just think he's he's getting more snaps. He's getting more opportunities, and they're, and they're sending him down the field. So I think if he's going to break out this year, this is the game. I don't think it's happening, but that'd be my pick out of those two guys. I do have to ask you a question
2: because this is my, like, I don't I don't study the offense like you do, but should he not be running a little bit closer to Rodgers, like, when he is doing his jet sweep action? Because, like, I feel like he's a yard or two off of Rodgers, and it
4: doesn't even look like he's available to take the handoff. Some of it doesn't matter, really. Okay. Uh, I mean, you, you you want the threat of that for sure. You know, you the EQ handoff this past week, you had that. Sometimes you get the pitches, like those Aaron Jones that scored on on that that pit, that jet. So you pitch. But some of it is you're you're playing with um you're playing with strength rules, and you're just, you're, you're forcing a reaction. So like okay. whether or not he gets it or not, it's it's what side of the line does he come out on? What wh- where's the strength of the offense, and what does that mean for the structure of the defense, and how do they shift off of that? And so it's sometimes it's even. If you snap it before the center versus after the center, those rules will change because the strength of the offense is changing. Now most defenses are malleable to kind of deal with that at this point, but a lot of that is you do want the threat of that, so that is a good point. But it is it is more about like, okay, what are the receiving options? Like now you've got you had two guys on one side. Say you got a two by two set with a single back, so that's like straight even. Like you've got two two one, so you're just straight even. Well, now suddenly on one side of the field, you've got three wide receivers but it's changing real quick. So you're forcing the defense to do that math, and then to change the structure of that on the fly. So sometimes you'll see that Aaron Jones or even Amari Rogers will run that and you'll see the defense then shift over. And if they don't, if they don't shift, if they don't roll over, you've got numbers on the side and that goes to Aaron Jones. We saw that a couple of times this past week. And so that's some of it. It's less about the threat of the actual handoff and more changing the structure, changing the rules, changing who's responsible for what on the defense, just based on the number of receiving threats that are now moved from one side to the other side. And you're making them do that real quick. So that's the kind of the thought behind that.
2: Well, thank you. That was something I had no freaking clue about. So uh, (laughs) I definitely appreciate that. So, uh, all right, Sarah, we're going to start with this one with you. If you could sign one former number two, number three Packers wide receiver to play this week, who would you pick? And we did say this would be a receiver in their prime. So you're not signing like a 60 year old wide receiver right now. But if you could grab a number two or number three wide receiver right now, who would it be?
3: Yeah, so I'm going to take the easy answer out on this one um, because for a little bit, Jordy Nelson was a number two receiver. Uh, so I'm going to take Jordy. Did
4: there you, you seriously just steal my freaking answer? You can both have it.
3: What you the hell? Why can't we have the same answer? What's wrong with that?
4: It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to – so I was like so the guy that said this is a, it's a friend of mine. Um, hi, Seth. How are you? I'll see you on Thursday probably. Um, but uh, – <laughs> uh i'm gonna go he one of the guys he mentioned was robert ferguson i always go my number two i always go either either ferguson or bradford i loved Corey bradford um but i think i'll go i'll go ferguson we're talking ahead of time Steve, and i think like antonio freeman was on my mind but he was a one for a bit there and so i kind of i took him off of my list but i always liked ferguson i could also go james jones but well, ferguson was you know solid like athletic like decent enough speed some iffy hands at times once he evened out like he was a he was a solid, dependable uh, number two receiver, number two or three receiver there. So I was always a fan of Ferguson. So I'll just take the easy answer because he mentioned it, and I'll just say Robert Ferguson.
2: Yeah, I was going to do a whole thing where I shout out Jen Mack uh, for uh, you know being awesome on what she for the Pack of Day podcast and what she does, and then this whole thing. You can still
4: do all that. We
2: talked about this beforehand. <laughs> like I, did, I, I'm still in shock a little bit that Sarah just straight up stole my answer. Like we talked about this. And she just stole the answer. So, okay, um, is what it is. But uh, if I have to pick somebody else, I think I would go Andre Risen, where he only – he wasn't there for a full season. But, I mean, he was that big play threat that the Packers needed to help jettison them to the Super Bowl and, and get that victory. So, yeah, I, I would take a big play threat for the Packers again. Like, one, like, MVS is there and then add another one. And, man, like, yeah, it, like – you can't you can't argue with that that uh, that big play speed. So, I think that would be the way I, I would go if I can't have my original answer. So, thank you, to Sarah, for that. Christian Simmons wants to know: Should the Packers switch to the throwback uniforms full time? The answer is yes, but please discuss. <laughs> so, Christian has a, a very strong opinion, but. Uh, Dusty, let's start with you. What did you think of the throwbacks?
4: I thought I loved them, man. I really, really liked them. We talked about it when they, when they released them, and I was lukewarm on them. I was like, "It's fine, it's fine." And the closer we got, and the more I saw them, and kind of seeing them in different lights, seeing them on players, I really started coming around to them. And when they came out of the tunnel, man, like they look real, real nice. But I don't, and I don't know them full time. But man, if this was like their permanent alternate, I like this look, the, the the color and how everything looked. It was better than their color rush stuff by a mile. So if they just use this instead of their color rush stuff, if this was like their alternate. Totally on board for that. I thought they looked incredible.
3: So Christian is my friend, kind of like how Seth is Dusty's friend. And I'll also see him on Thursday. So, hey, Christian, how are you? <laughs> um, and I, I have to agree, Dusty, when they first announced these uniforms, I was kind of hesitant about them i didn't hate them but i also
2: this is where i disagree because i believe both of you came out and said they were fired I'm pretty positive I could go back okay. to the. I'm pretty sure you're like, dude, these are awesome. Like you both talked about how you were going to be buying things from the pro shop, and I, I think I, I really said like I like
4: I like some of the stuff, but I don't remember having a strong opinion on jerseys. If you want to go back and find that, Steve, more power to you, brother. I mean, I, well,
3: I I didn't hate or, them though. That's or, what I'm saying.
4: We're not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be doing that. I <laughs> know that's why I challenged you because
2: I didn't <laughs> know oh, you were gonna do it. But I didn't. Bitch. Okay, I might uh, have to. I' might have to
3: <laughs> I didn't hate them or anything. it just I don't know, I guess I was just like, oh, they're all right, you know I thought they looked decently cool, but wouldn't. When- they were actually, like you said, Dusty, on the players. And as it got closer, they grew on me even more. And then I started to really be like, oh, these are nice. And I think it really grew on me when I was actually at Lambo and I was at the pro shop and I saw the jerseys in person because then I was like, oh, these are nice. These these look good. So um, they looked awesome. And I think – uh, they should wear them. I wish they could wear them more. It was a nice change. I know they can't wear them every week, but I'd like to see them more. And I'm glad that I think they're way better than the old throwbacks. So that's that's a step in the right direction, at least.
4: See, I like the old throwbacks better still, but I'll take these. Uh, these are opinions that neither of you had previously. Like, this is just crap. I'm My name's you. Steve. Blar, blar, blar. You guys have bad opinions. or Whatever, dude. Get over yourself. <laughs> Okay. I
2: literally put a note down because I, I now have the Jersey release episode double take to Sarah and Dusty's takes. So I,
4: I may actually do I probably won't. Here's the thing. I, if you, here's what I'll tell you. If you go yeah, back yeah. and do you, that and you're like, what <laughs> you said the other day was wrong, I'm going to tell you yeah, what, that, I don't care. That doesn't care. bother me a bit, Steven. <laughs> I don't care at all. That does not affect my life one way or the other. I
2: know. That's the worst part. Because I could be completely right. And you're like, oh, I don't care. It doesn't you're so
4: bad. It does not matter to me at all.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh John wants to know, what is it going to take to fix the field goal team woes? And food question, is candy corn good? I say no, but my brain says sugar is sugar. Dusty, can they fix
4: the uh field goal woes? Sure. I mean, it, I think, and some of it, I think it's a larger conversation around their special teams philosophy, which has always been, they don't use a lot of their high-end guys there. Now, I will say when all that stuff was breaking down on the right, I've not looked to see if he's still over there. That stuff was all Tanyan. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's something he's doing specifically or if he's, if they're attacking him a certain way, but when that right side was breaking down, that was Tanyan. Uh, that was on that side. Again, I'm not casting blame because I don't know enough about field goal blocking to know what his responsibilities were. I did watch other people in that same, that were doing that same role, and they all seemed to be doing the same thing Tunyon was, so I don't know if it was just an attack strategy or what. I mean, I think some of it could have been, you know, the new holder, as simple as a new holder. I think Rodgers kind of attributed one missed field goal in that Bengals game to that. Maybe the hold wasn't down or the laces were in or whatever it was. I know Crosby was talking to because after that for a little bit, but, excuse me, Um, I don't not that it's woes. They had like one bad game, and I mean, they, well, they had the block kick, I guess. But it's not. It's been a weird couple of weeks. If this continues, it's a conversation, I think. But right now, it's it seems more like weirdness more than anything.
2: And I think to me, it seemed it did seem like it was a low kick, like that. That was a yeah. low yeah. kick for where it should have been. So, um, okay, candy corn, yay nay. Ugh.
4: Okay, really? fair, fair enough. Just shoot it into the sun. Got it. Yep. Sarah, that's uh, grumbles and no for you.
3: Greed, horrible, oh. disgusting. And
4: that's a three should, for It's it. something that should not be. It's something that should not be.
2: That's a three for three from us. And I think the defining factor for me for candy corn was at one of my old jobs, I, I wanted to screw with a, a coworker and she had a whole like tray of candy corn. And so I, as a, Horrible, horrible person that I was. I, I put some water in that candy corn over the weekend. And I came back on Monday before she got in and it had turned into like a gelatinous goo. Oh, so gross. And I looked at it. and I was like, I can't even do this to her. So I took it and I, <laughs> I, I, I threw it away and I cleaned the dish and I put it back and I thoroughly apologized. I was like, Maggie, I'm so sorry. This is what happened. This is what happened to the candy. I'm like, I know you like candy corn, but I had to throw it all away and she she had a good laugh about it but I was like after that I was like again like never like candy corn in the first place but after that officially done with candy corn so next question we got Brian wants to know how much does Matt LaFleur need to do before he gets a street named after him in Green Bay and what is your favorite ice cream topping so i'm just going to take the first part of the question Brian Matt LaFleur needs to win a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. He will get a street named after him immediately, whenever the hell he wants to, and probably before retirement. So I think that's exactly what needs to happen. But uh, let's go. Let's go ice cream topping. Sarah, I have a feeling I know your answer, but I don't know if you're going to steal this from me as well. So uh, feel free. What, What will be the best ice cream topping?
3: So, best ice cream topping for me is Oreo, obviously. Shut so, um, yeah. But <laughs> second, I'll, I'll go second um, best in my opinion just because I feel like that's kind of a given. Um, and that's gummy worms or gummy bears. I love mm. – it. it's kind of blending two different tastes together. So, so I, I'll try to get – chocolate and vanilla and then if you mix in the gummy bears or gummy worms it's kind of mixing something sweet and sour together and it's really good so gummy bears would come right after oreos
4: i'll i will go too as well i guess uh i'm also starting with oreos because crushed oreos are amazing uh and then i'll go butterfingers crushed oreos and butterfingers never miss they never miss on ice cream so that'll be mine
2: and my number one is gonna be nerds, and I've talked about it before, but it's just it's outstanding. It gives you extra little crunch to the ice cream and uh, if you've never tried it, grab a dollar box of uh, rainbow nerds at the Walgreens and throw them on top of some vanilla ice cream your your life will be changed forever and then second one like i I could go Oreo because you guys both go Oreo and I love that every single time. I, the only, I think the only other thing I would ever do is Heath Bar. Like, that's like a, like that crunch and that toffee. And the, like, it's just, I don't know why, but it's like, a, I remember like that always as a kid. That was one of the things that was always a topping. Like, crunched up Heath Bar was always something that was offered up. And I don't know why, but that was, I always enjoyed it. So I think those would be my two favorite ice cream toppings. And then we'll just end with one more fun one. Uh, Sam Holloman had a question, but we kind of talked about it far as who's going to be the breakout player so we're just going to take his halloween candy question since halloween is coming up on sunday if you could get rid of any halloween candy forever which would it be so toss it in the sun never gonna see it again
4: dusty what would you get rid of yeah, we just talk about it. it's candy corn. I don't, I don't like that it exists. I don't like that it's here on Earth, where where I am, where I also live, that I breathe the same air. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that it's here. There was someone had some abomination that was like candy corn bratwurst. I don't like that. That's a thing. Like, I just don't like that it's available for for people to eat. Um, so that's it's an easy answer, but that's mine. I just, I, it's, it's, it should not be.
3: I mean, I agree, um, but I'll go as if I was trick or treating and I got it in my basket and what I would throw out as a kid and that's good and plenty. Um, mm, I think okay. there, it's bad and there should be less of it. So, I always find the name ironic because it's just horrible. Um, and I just remember getting that as a kid, seeing it and going, nope, putting it in the no pile. Um, and it was so bad where it was even, you know, when you put it in the no pile and then your parents are like, okay, we'll eat that candy. Or even then my dad would be like, no, that's okay. That can just go in the garbage. So, good and plenty um, is the bot, right with candy corn is at the bottom of my list.
2: And I started my, my thought process was those orange or black wrapped random. Th- I don't even know what they are because I would always just give them away. That was my whole problem. Like I never would even eat those, but Sarah, it kind of inspired me because I hate Milky Ways. And I also hate three
4: musketeers.
2: Both oh. of them, both oh, of them. Wow. I just, I just don't like them. I've never it's liked bad them.
4: Opinion. It's a bad opinion. I don't care.
3: I really
2: don't care. (laughs) Those are two candies that I've just never been a fan of. And those were the ones I'd trade. I like, I would trade for Reese's cups. I would trade for Snickers and yeah, just never my favorite. Like I needed a little more something besides like the nougat or the caramel, like nah, not a fan, not a fan. And, uh, you know, uh, again, like we talked about, it had to be a candy. So I couldn't answer toothbrush or pennies or an apple. But like those would be the candies, yeah. I would those would be the ones I'd first trade away right away. So that was uh yeah. That was that was some fun. So I uh, appreciate everybody for the questions as always. Um make sure you're following us on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelleher for at C per H, and at A Podcast. But guys, that that'll do it. Let's wrap things up. Sarah, what's uh closing thoughts for the week?
3: Yeah, pretty much, you know, I'll have my game recap on Thursday night, a late bedtime story for all of you uh, night owls. And if you don't stay up after the game, then Friday morning, it'll be available right away and ready for you. So excited and um, excited for Halloween. I'm not really doing anything, but I'm just going to hang out with my mom and pass out some candy. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I hope everybody has. A uh, Great time watching the Packers and then a great weekend, you know, whether you're celebrating Halloween or you're taking your kids trick-or-treating, no matter what you're doing, I hope everybody has a uh, fun time and is safe while doing it. And um, yeah, go pack go. Let's hope they they pull off a miracle because Thursday is going to be a trip. That's for sure.
4: The end for me, uh, I've got my normal stuff back report yesterday and today. Cheesehead TV today at some point, Substack, stack. Um, but just it. the and it's you never know what people are going through um be just remember to be nice to people um tell those close to you that you love them because uh, you you just don't know you don't know uh when uh when time could be coming to an end and and again what other people are going through so just just be nice reach out tell people you love them um that's me and I need a little help
2: from people. I have decided I have a, a very a good costume. I have a wizard costume that I have uh, gotten from Amazon. And I am now trying to figure out if I need to screw with kids that decide that they need to take more than one piece of candy. So I'm <laughs> contemplating. I've talked with the family already. If I am allowed to sit by the candy and pretend that I'm a co- like you know fake. And uh, if they take more than one and says, you know, take one piece of candy take two pieces of candy, there will be consequences. So, I want to know, like, tell me on Twitter if this is a good idea or a bad idea, but I, I want to know what other people are thinking because I think it's going to be really funny. Obviously, I'm not going to screw with the, the younger kids, but I would, like, a little bit older if they, like, take the whole bowl or try to do what you know, do a little, get a little uh, greedy. I feel like that, that could be a fun idea. So, uh, tell me what you think. Yeah, at, at Steve Perash, I think it'll be kind of funny, but As always, we we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, Five-star reviews, if at all possible, and and you'll love the podcast. So thank you guys for those whenever possible. But um, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about hopefully a Packers victory over the Cardinals and and, uh, previewing the next game. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, We will talk to you next week. And as always, Go Pack Go!